0: Welcome to the Show Up Fitness Podcast, where great personal trainers are made. We are changing the fitness industry one qualified trainer at a time with our in-person and online personal training certification. If you want to become an elite personal trainer, head on over to showupfitness.com. Also, make sure to check out my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day and keep showing up. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to the Show Up Fitness podcast. Today is episode number 26. This is a mini one, and we're going to be talking about the Show Up Fitness standard grip strength and getting into how to train a 14-year-old, and today is a big one. Because I said a PR, I sold my highest paying client at $250. And you're going to to hear what that program and assessment looks like after I talk a little bit about this first show up fitness strength standard. Let's see what it is. See if you know what this is. Ready, 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 ready. <sighs> what did I do right there? Did I just take a giant number two or did I just do a 144 pound pull with my right hand That's what I did, the grip strength, grip dynamometer. For hunks, it is above 130. For hunkettes, it's a 90-pound pull. Now, this is an awesome assessment tool, one, because it's fun, and two, because it's a better indicator of living to 100 than any type of cardio test. You see, a lot of gyms and trainers will implement a YMCA, a Harvard, a Rockport walking test, and they're fine but they're not as indicative of longevity as a simple grip strength so when you look at dyna the prefix means power and as we age if we don't engage our type 2 muscle fibers those suckers can degrade and that's referred to as dynapenia so we want to make sure to recruit these large type 2 muscle fibers And what's happening is, as we walk down the stairs, we can't stabilize and we fall. We don't have those type 2X fibers to catch us. And so one of the best things we can do is engage them regularly. And this is an awesome test, simple test. It's a $20 tool. Get it on Amazon. And you put in the metrics and you squeeze that sucker as hard as you can with your arm at 90 degrees. Make sure the discrepancy isn't greater than 20 degrees per arm. Now, if you have someone who's predominantly right-handed and say they pull a 140 and the other hand's like 110, it's not the end of the world. But if it was like 140 and the other side was significantly less than a 100-pound pull, you might want to have them get that checked out because it could be a, a neural issue. Remember, a motor unit is a motor neuron and all the associated muscle fibers. It innervates. And so if we don't use it, we will lose it. Just like in 40-year-old Virgin, I love that scene. And is it really true? If you don't use it, you lose it. As he's playing with the the diagrams of penises and vaginas. Oh, that's a funny scene. Anyways, if you don't use them, you will lose them. That's sarcopenia, that's muscle mass. Dynapenia is the neural component. So as we age, we don't engage those muscle fibers in that type of fast-twitch recruitment. So what do we need to do? We need to train it. And grip strength can be improved through doing things like a farmer's carry, a suitcase carry, waiter's carry. I like doing a trap bar deadlift very heavy and then walking with it at the end to get some some gait aspect. And you can do things like pull up hangs. Can you hold for one minute in a dead hang position? These are all things that will help improve your grip strength. Keep in mind if you're working with someone who has high blood pressure or recovering from a coronary artery disease, holding things and testing grip strength may not be the most appropriate thing to do because it can have an impact negatively on blood pressure. Last thing you want to do is test someone's grip strength. The next thing they die. So make sure you screen everyone appropriately, which is going to lead us into my first $250 client. And I'm not saying this just to get some praise or for you to say, oh my God, that's so awesome. Or even mock me and say, I can't believe you're talking about that. I really don't give a shit. But the reason I'm highlighting this is because of how I got it. And I got it through a referral. And I tell trainers all the time, if you want high-end clients, you need to be around high-end clients. And where are they going? They're going to go to massages. They're going to go to physical therapists because they're in pain. And a lot of therapists work with clients who've been hurt from trainers. Most trainers are nincompoops. And so if a therapist is seeing a lot of clients and they're paying them $300, $400, $500 per hour as a cash-based clinic, and you're a really well-known therapist in the area, well, then who are you going to refer your clients to? Once you've treated them, or if you have opportunities to train people less than your hourly rate, who are you referring them to? And so this therapist I reached out to and got connected with paid his hourly rate, taking him to numerous dinners, drink expensive wine and whiskey, and I had to wine and dine him quite literally. But if you look at the total dollar investment that I've done working with him, it's been well over $1,000. $1,000. And now I signed up a client who will be training with me twice per week. That's 500 bucks. That's two grand I'll be making from working with this one client. Now, it wasn't just, hey, go to this therapist's office, shake their hand. I'm a trainer. I'm certified through Show Up Fitness. Uh, let me have some of your clients. No, it's a professional aspect. There's a service part of it that's really, really important because these higher end clients who we work with at Show Up Fitness and who I train, that service aspect is really, really high. Most trainers don't work with the type of clientele who we train. So you have to look at your market. Do you need to give a high-end service to a bunch of high school football players? Probably not. You're not trying to impress them. It's more specific to performance. But if you're working with moms and dads who are working professionals, then yes, you need to provide that service. And that's something that we're really big in at Show Up Fitness So anyways, let me take you through the whole process from the first reach out. So the therapist said that there's a 14-year-old who's going to be coming in. His mom, she's going to be there with him. She's the the money behind everything. And you're going to be taking him through a workout. He said, don't do anything crazy. Uh, Nothing heavy. Pretty much body weight. He needs to put some size on. And the kid's like Gumby. And so in my mind, CCA, a variation depending on what he's capable of. Reached out to the mom, scheduled the appointment. Everything is very professional. You assume common sense is common action, but it's not. Hello, Mrs. Last Name. I'm so-and-so. Really looking forward to helping your son. Here is the address. There's free parking for 90 minutes inside the structures across the street. Here's the code into the facility. We have bathrooms for changing, water, and towels. If you have any questions between now and then, just let me know. 24 hours prior, I reached out to confirm that they were okay for the session. And so when they came in, I brought them into the studio, sat them down, gave them the quick elevator pitch on who Show Up Fitness is. We teach personal trainers. We were established in 2011. We have the best certification in fitness with the top professors physical therapists, doctors, registered dietitians. We have a team. If you ever have a question and we cannot answer it, we will get back to you within a couple hours because we are the best trainers in the world. Did you know the average trainer studies a textbook? They get their NASM, their ACE, ISSA. These are common certifications in fitness and they literally have no idea what they're doing. We have teams, you are in safe hands. What brought you in today? And then we have a conversation and they talk about what they want. And I asked the kids some open-ended questions. What do you like to do? Is there anything you're afraid of? Anything in here at our gym in Santa Monica, does it intimidate you? What are you currently doing? And then he talked about he wants to get better with tennis and how there's tryouts here in, in three or four months. It was based around him, but I'm asking the mom a lot of questions as well. And she's asking how he can put on some size. He doesn't like to eat breakfast. And there's a cute moment because they were kind of bitching back and forth. And I'm taking both sides. I want the kid to like me, but mom's also going to be paying for the sessions. So you don't want to be all in favor of the kid or all in favor of the mom, because at the end of it, if the kid doesn't like me, he's not going to tell his mom that they want to work here regularly. So then I, after you know, 10, 15 minutes, just chatting and learning more about them. I set very clear expectations that it's not going to be a crazy workout lifting heavy weights. We're going to start with body weight, really own the foundation. We're going to progress and you're going to get really good at that. We're going to prevent a lot of injuries for tennis and this is going to be fun. So I had him stand up and we started doing some band pulls. And I had him stand on one leg and go back and forth. I went through the 10 checkpoints of human movement in my mind ankle, knee, hip, lumbar, thoracic, cervical, shoulder, elbow, wrist, breathing mechanics. I'm observing his movement while we're doing this very simple warm-up. While his mom is in the corner, she's texting away on her phone, not really paying too much attention, but I'm learning about the kid. I want him to like me. And then we did the first circuit, which I did was a CA for two rounds. Most clients, I'll do CCA for three rounds. But since he's a beginner, he's 14, he can't move very well. We need to make it fun. He needs to enjoy today's session. Because if he doesn't, I could really screw up the rest of his life by being a militant asshole trainer. You think of, you know, heavyweights, the movie, and how Ben Stiller was. I don't want this kid to hate exercise, it needs to be fun. So we did a step up, six to eight reps per side. You can guarantee that you could see his legs wobbling like a little Bambi that was just born. He Doesn't have optimal neuromuscular communication. So those are things that we're gonna establish. That's the movement competency aspect. We did a set of the step ups, both sides, and then we did a single leg racquetball toss. He would stand on one leg and I would bounce a racquetball back and forth for you know 15, 20 seconds, try to get him to laugh a little bit. Then we would rest. I would talk to him about school, favorite subject. Everything was really appropriate and professional, no vulgarity. I'm not talking about chicks and who do you like, any of that stuff, because I don't know today. I'm assuming he's just a young kid, but I don't want his mom to feel uncomfortable with him interacting with me. She signed a waiver right when they came in. Anyone under 18 needs to do that. I'm not going to be touching the kid. I'm not going to have any trainer engagement in that regard because you have to think about what he could say or she could say if they were to go home and say, oh, the trainer was doing these butt planks. What the hell did you just say? You're doing what with your trainer? No, you don't want that. Now, above 18, you're fine. You can have fun. You can do stupid shit on Instagram and and TikTok. But when you have someone under the age of 18, you really need to think of the ramifications if something were to go back home in the telephone game. So I told them when they came in, it's highly suggested that every single time that you come in here, that the mom stays as well. That's what we do here. You have to look at the rules for your gym. After that first circuit, we did the step-ups and then the balancing. And then what do you think we're going to do next? We just did lower body. So now we're going to do upper body. And we did some push-ups. I asked him, how many push-ups do you think you can do? He said, I don't know. I said, let's see what you got. He hopped down on the ground. He did some half-ass push-ups that were terrible. I didn't make him feel bad. I said, great job, bud. is what we're going to do now. And I modified them. And we ended up doing negatives because he didn't have the full range of motion. So I set them up properly, tuck your elbows down by your sides. I want your chest to hit the ground first. We're going to come down super, super slow. We're going to face plant, and then we're going to warm our way up. So we're going to go to our knees and do whatever we can to get up to that top position. And we did three or four reps. And then we did some lateral jumps. It's very specific to his sport in tennis. He needs to be able to move through the frontal plane and stabilize to prevent any transverse or rotation, which is how most people will blow out their knee. So we did some side hops. I would throw him the ball. And then after two rounds, we went back to the lower body. So we've done a a unilateral. What do you think we're going to do next? I decided to do a squat. I gave him a five pound dumbbell, extended his arms fully in front of him. And then he squatted down onto a bench for 10 reps. His form was terrible. He looks like a little horse that was just born. He can't even stand up that's the neural aspect that will improve very quickly in the second set he was already significantly better and then we did a plank as the accessory I grabbed the racquetball again and I would toss it around and throw it and he had to grab it with his right hand his left hand every time that he would come to his knees when he was done with the little exercise he would laugh and smile and he would run over there and go get it we talked about what he likes to do at school his buddies. I'm building a rapport. And during the session, mom was yapping in about, oh, we need to talk about nutrition because he's too skinny. He doesn't like to eat breakfast, so he has to have this. And I said, well, what do you like, bud? And we just start talking. He said, I'm not hungry. I said, that's okay. That's perfectly fine, mom. You don't have to force feed him. What about during lunch? What about a snack? Then we started talking about things that he could eat. And I said, what about peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I can make a badass, I didn't say that, but I could make a badass peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What do you think about making that? And mom's like, oh, that's a great idea. What do you know? The next day she texted me. She said, amazing idea with the P&J. He loves it. He's starting to have it for breakfast. Win-win. So that was our third circuit. Lower body, upper body, lower body. What do you think we did next? We went back to the upper body. We did some banded pulls, and then we did some more balancing with the ball. I did a lot of that because he was having fun, and he liked tracking it. And then we ended off on a bridge into a modified pull-up. So we have the bench press, it is like at seven, I moved it up to 10, and then he would put his chin over the bar and then come down as slow as he could for two reps, and then we go back down to the bridge. I made sure to stand behind him. There was another trainer in the gym. You need to be aware of your surroundings, whether if you're at a big box gym or at a private location like we have in Santa Monica and La Jolla, I wouldn't put the kid with his groin pointing out to the other trainer or other clients. I made sure to stand behind him because I didn't want to be a weirdo. It's right in front of him. Mom's looking, what the heck is this creep doing? So you need to be very, very professional and aware of what's going on. That was the workout. We did an upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body. We made it very specific to what his goals are. We hit all the movement patterns, we unilateral, squat, hinge, we pushed, we pulled, we did some transitional stuff with jumping side to side specific to his goals. During the session, I asked them both, what is it that you want from me as the trainer? Six months from now, what would you view as a success training with me two to three times per week? I set those expectations to get them thinking of what it's going to be like working with me in the future six months from now and they gave me their feedback. I walked them out our gate, and I said, have a great rest of the day. We already arranged how much it was gonna cost prior because of the relationship with the therapist that we had. She sent me over a Zelle, and it was a very easy process. I didn't choke up when I first started talking about how much it's gonna cost. I'm confident in my skills and know that the kid is going to perform better. He's gonna get more confidence. He's gonna get better grades. All of this is going to come from training regularly and smart, not just harder like a lot of kids are going to do today. I was that kid going to the gym every single time you do a one rep max bench press and you end up hurting yourself. So this kid is exactly why I got into training 20 plus years ago. I wanted to help my younger Chris do things and not get hurt because I was always hurt. I ran track, I jumped, triple jump, long jump, always had shin splints, knee issues, back issues. If I would have had a trainer teach me the proper mechanics behind the movement and the exercises that I was doing in my sport, I would not have been nearly as injured as I was. So when you hear people say things like the fitness industry is saturated with trainers, It's saturated with underqualified trainers who don't know what the hell they're doing. When you focus on movement patterns, you have the confidence to take people safely and assess them, not in a way that's fear-based. I didn't do an overhead squat. I didn't time his mile. I didn't do any type of mobility drills or anything like that. I just focused on the lowest hanging fruit. Keep it simple, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, shithead. And he had a good time, I'm likable. These are the three skills that we teach at Show Up Fitness. The trade skills, that's how you learn how to trade. I've been doing this for 20 years, I know what I'm doing. Then you have the business skills. Most trainers don't have the confidence to present their value and then get what they're worth. And on top of it, trainers are terrible with money. They get $100 from one session, they go blow it the next day. We need to get better with our management of our funds as trainers. We need to have streams of revenue, a 60-30-10 split. We need to be prepared for uncertain times. We are hearing things like there's going to be a recession in next year. What's going to happen? Training is going to be one of the first things to go. You should be scared because if you don't have your ducks in alignment and you have five clients leave, what are you going to do next? Are you going to start building your online business at that point? You need to be doing it now. Developing awesome content, being consistent. That's all part of the business skills that you don't learn in a textbook. And then the last one, people skills. Knowing your person in front of you, being a chameleon. What do you want? I could have been a militant prick, making them bench press and back squat and do all these crazy things. No, I know that mom's paying for it, so I'm making it almost geared towards her. I showed up way before the session, which started at one o'clock on a Saturday. I was there two hours early. I made sure the bathroom was immaculate because if mom goes in there, I want her to be impressed. Didn't want to have any shit stains in there or dust bunnies in the corner. Everything looked and smelled great. I wore a polo. I had my Lulu shorts on, my Nobles. I had my crazy socks on. My hat is Ford. I am looking professional. I put gum in right before because I want to make sure my breath doesn't smell like crap. When I do see them, I throw it away. You may be thinking, I don't want that service side. I just want to go to a CrossFit gym and kick the shit out of our clients. Cool, go do that. Have that expectation in those types of gyms. But when you train for Show Up Fitness, we are service-orientated. And that's also why we are able to charge the most out there. And our big, our BHAG, big, hairy, hunky, audacious goal is to be known as having the best trainers. To have the best certification in fitness, that's simple. We already have it. It's just going to take time to become more ubiquitous. But the second part is to be known as having the best personal trainers. It always Kills me when I talk to trainers at Equinox and Lifetime, Bay Club, 24-hour EOS, Lifetime. I already said that. That's okay. And I say, would you allow other trainers at your gym to train your mom? And the answer, no, rarely. I want to have gyms where every trainer at that location is the best it doesn't matter who's coming in if it's a celebrity if it's an athlete if it's someone who's morbidly obese someone missing a leg someone who has cancer someone who has hiv it doesn't matter because we understand the human body all right we have a question from michael he sent me a great message the other day asking if i could hop on a call with him to review a program that he has and it was very similar to this for a kid i give you a ton of credit buddy because you are what a great personal trainer is he reached out and said, hey, Chris, he's wanted to show up in the CPTs. I'll seeing if I could pay you to hop on a call. He was very professional. Just the fact that he asked, I wasn't going to charge him. So we got on a call. We talked this morning. We went through a couple different programs. But one of the things that he did say was, you know, what if the parents are concerned about stunting the kid's growth due to lifting weights? So that's a great question. That's why you should do some research. You can go and type in ACSM, American College of Sports Medicine, not National Academy of Spectacular Marketing, ACSM, and you type in position stand for youth athletics and youth resistance training. And you're gonna find numerous data points that it's actually healthier for kids to start lifting weights at a younger age. It's gonna set their bones up for superiority later on in life in comparison to not training. The big misconception around lifting weights with kids is stunting your growth, and that's just not true. They've looked at kids jumping off a four foot table, and that is the equivalent of seven times the amount of force production on their bones. A one rep max is one. So jumping off a four foot table is seven times that. How many kids have you seen jump off a four foot table? Hell, I used to jump off my parents' house, (laughs) 10, 12 feet. It's normal, that's what kids do. They're very durable, but we're not these delicate little snowflakes. With that being said, don't go out there and start doing a one rep max. Listen to the workout that I did, all body weight. We did body weight push ups, body weight pull ups. We're learning the foundations of movement. Now a year from now, when he's significantly better at tennis, We're going to be doing specific exercises for his sport, and we will be going down to three, five rep range because it is appropriate at that time. Build the foundation, get stronger, and then become more powerful. It's all part of the process of understanding how to train by implementing periodization, knowing The principles of overload, the size principle, the said principle, those are all things that qualified trainers know like you. So bud, thank you for that question. We had a great talk today. Really looking forward to meeting you in person. Kick ass on this Saturday because you're going to do a great job training those clients. Can't wait to meet you in person. Get your ass out to one of the seminars. We're going to be in Miami at the end of October 28th and 29th. I'll give you a hell of a discount just because I really like the fire that you have We'll drink, have a couple of whiskeys, and we'll make you one of the best trainers in the world. When I was 21, I was nowhere near as hungry and or as smart as you are. I'm really excited to watch you grow into being a successful personal trainer. Until then, everybody, if you have questions, shoot us a message, info at showupfitness.com. You can always DM me. Love to see how we can help you with your programming or anything that goes within fitness and nutrition. Give this sucker a five-star rating. Throw it into your story. Let people know we can help anyone pass a simple textbook certification. And if you do refer them to us, we'll give you 50 bucks. If you refer them into the online internship or in person, we'll give you 50 bucks as well. If they sign up for the in-person, which is two months, hell, I'll give you 500 bucks because it's all about showing up.